Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our two different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the somewhat cynical cinephile. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And we are talking about Lights, Camera, Christmas. The one and only. The one and only. Yeah, I thought this was a, a fun title. Did you? Yeah. Do you not like it? Uh, I I did not I did not like the title. I did not like the previews either. It feels like it. I mean, when I saw the previews and I heard the title, it just it felt like a movie we'd seen before. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I was not looking forward to this one coming into it, even though it does have, you know, some of our favorites. You know, especially at the end of the the film when we kind of see what the movie is all about. Like they could have done something clever, like costumer Christmas or a costume for Christmas or or something with a costume and Christmas. You know what, you know what I mean? But it wasn't just about costumes. It was it was about they were on the set of a movie. That's true. So, okay, fair. You know. Fair. That's that's fair. <laughs> but it would have been fun if they would have called it like maybe what the movie in the movie was called. What was it like Oh. That would have been that would have been even so that would have been even <laughs> more meta than the movie already is, but uh, let's jump right into it. Stephanie Yes, Hamilton. What did you think of Lights, Camera, Costumes, Christmas? <laughs> Is this a movie that you would love to watch again while snuggled up with blankets and cocoa and maybe snow outside? You know, very, very hallmark scene. Or is this one that maybe you just have on in the background while you knit, knit me a scarf because it's starting to get very cold here? Or... Maybe you don't ever want to see this one ever again in your life. Those are your only three options. You have to pick one. <laughs> uh, well, I choose option one. <laughs> yeah. I would watch this one again. I, unlike you, was very excited about this movie. And I don't think the previews did do it justice, but I did I did, like it still made me want to see it. Uh, Kimberly Sestad is, you know just she's a treasure she is a she is a national hallmark treasure yes she's a treasure and like if she's in a movie i'm there i'm watching it Mm -hmm. she's got my full attention and knowing that she was making a christmas movie this year i we didn't know who she was paired with and so she's made so many with paul campbell at this point that i just feel like that's her only like counterpart like that's her only person Maybe three. Three or four um, is a lot. Yeah, she hasn't really done other than Paul Campbell and Superman. Um, <laughs> so those are your only options, Paul. Campbell, she is Superman. like just such a force that I was like, who are they going to get to put opposite her? And then when I found out it was John Brotherton, I was just super excited. So I I was looking forward to this one, and it did not disappoint. But what we're all here for is to know. <laughs> would you watch for. this one again? No, I would. It, it's great. Um, the movie's great, you know, despite the title and despite the the, the lackluster previews um, that they had on, on Hallmark. Uh, this movie was something special. It, it had notes of very similar films, but it did some things that were different, um, and it kind of stood out on its own. I, I thought the casting was wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have much to, to complain about except the ending just kind of went off the rails in, in a big way. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk oh, about that goodness. ending. Uh, the whole podcast could be about the ending. So despite the ending being 
kind of crazy and ridiculous and not making any sense at all. Um, everything else was just flawless to me. So really one that I feel like everyone out there should watch at least once, if not more. Yeah, it was just so much fun. Like yeah. it was just a fun, yeah. funny, um, yeah, and casting, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. And it was cool to see, you know, the costumers, you know, get some um, get some love on the on the big screen. You know, we've we've had the privilege of interviewing a costumer before to kind of get the the trade secrets and find out, you know, behind the scenes what goes on. So it's really cool to see see them getting some love like that in this film. Yes, and it was cool that she was in costuming and actually wanted to be in costuming. She yeah. wasn't like in fashion, like wanting to be a writer or something. Yes. Oh, thank <laughs> we always go back to that. that no, oh. I do that for you. Uh, that was just a, a fun little, you just like to you. punch me in the gut when we start this <laughs> off. But now it's what really everyone is here for. World famous plot summary written by Penny over here with help from Stephanie. Stephanie, get, take it away. Yes. Penny is the one that types away on the a little pause, <laughs> a little tap, tap, pause, tap. Tack, tick, tick, ticking on the keyboard. It's very adorable. Carrie, an aspiring costume designer, finds herself working on a movie set in her small town. The star of the movie is none other than the King of Christmas, Brad Baxter. <laughs> Carrie finds his bravado off-putting, but soon realizes there is a different side to him. As Carrie's dreams become closer to reality, Brad helps her find her self-confidence again, and she, in turn, gives him a safe place to just be himself. Mm. Beyond the lights and the cameras, they oh stumble God. upon a real-life <laughs> Christmas love story. Oh, that was good. I don't know what that voice was. That's a new voice. <laughs> that, is a, that is a plot summary voice. That was good. I'm working on it. Oh, it's, okay. uh, it's in progress. I think you hit all the notes. I think that was good. Um, I also got the title in there. I, I did see that. That was, that was good as well. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about our, our two main actors we kind of touched on before. Yes. Uh, Kimberly Sustad, who mm. plays Carrie, and John Brotherton as Brad Baxter. I was not, uh, I, I'll say I wasn't a fan of John Brotherton. I didn't know his work. I, I saw him in, in a film before. Um, but, you know, I was like, okay, he, he's, he's good. Uh, this one, I'm in love with him. I'm a huge fan now. I'm actually president of his fan club. Uh, so send me, you know, your DMs. I can get you in touch with him, obviously, since I'm president. Uh, he was great. He was absolutely wonderful. And I think he, he and Kimberly were just fire together. Fire indeed. Well, I was already a fan. Uh, you know, we were doing a, a little bit of tweeting that night, and small tweets. Han made a made a statement that I that I had to correct. He he put it out there that we were finally fans of John Brotherton. But you know, in case John Brotherton were to stumble upon this tweet, I couldn't <laughs> let him. And then, and then stumble upon the podcast, stumble yeah. upon the tweet, stumble upon the podcast. I couldn't let him think <laughs> that I had not been a fan since Help for the Holidays, which uh, was the first time I ever saw him. This is a movie from 2012. Yeah. Uh, which was the year that we met. Oh. And uh, I, I saw that movie and I said, who is this creature? Uh, who he very much reminded me of David Harbor. He's like David Harbor's he, little brother. Or he something. could be yes, if David Har if David Harbor did Hallmark movies. But 
Yes, I loved his charm and wit in that movie. And then he kind of disappeared for a while. I think he because he was doing Fuller House and a lot of other things. But I'm very happy that he is back in the Hallmark world. And I did enjoy him in the Christmas contest last year, um, but not as much as in this movie. I think him and Kimberly were the perfect pair together. Uh, their chemistry was just through the roof. Yeah. This is what happens when you get a good acting partner. You, you feed off each other and you just light up the screen. So yeah, he solely, highly, solely, highly impressed me. Um, and I was just cracking up throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And he played another character that was like a similar in the beginning. That's kind of arrogant. Well, not kind of very arrogant. And, you know, like I said, he's got a lot of bravado and he's just but it's like fun. It's not like mean bravado. It's like, oh, fun bravado. You this know? one worked for me in the beginning for Christmas contest. It didn't fully work for me in yeah. the beginning. But this one, it was just like spot on. Like I liked his character from the beginning. Same. Yeah. Um, he wasn't he wasn't annoying me. Yes. And and then just seeing him, you know, sort of like grow in the movie and mm -hmm. open up and just, you know, he has like those tender moments, too. And oh, uh, yeah, he I. Mm, well, let's, let's, I mean, we've been talking about him. Let's Kimberly. I mean, she can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, no, she really can't. I don't think she's ever I, like I'm, I think I like every single movie she's ever been in on yeah. Hallmark. Like she just. Well. She, you do. I'm, I'm not a fan of the, the cat sequel. I'm not a fan of the cat oh, sequel. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. It was cute. <laughs> but other than that, she Kimberly can do no wrong. Kimberly can do no wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe her movies can like <laughs> fluctuate here and there, but her herself yeah. in the movies, she is amazing. And she just has this like way about her that you just can't help but just like love her. Yeah. And I also have to say, I you know, would almost liken her. She was a very big part of this movie and I love her as well. And she plays Kimberly's mom, Nancy in the movie. Uh, and that is Laura Soltis. And Gosh, she was so good in this movie. I just, I, I love her also. And she was, yeah, she was like, perfect so for good. this role. And it's funny because I've seen her in some before and I've been like, okay, you know, she's, she's good. But this one, I just I felt like everyone was on fire. Maybe that has something to do with, well, I'm sure it has something to do with the director of this film. Um, because that's really where, you know, the director kind of pulls from the actors. Uh, and so everyone was just wonderful in this. So I think we have, I think we have David Weaver to, to thank for that because this movie was directed beautifully. Yeah. And another movie where you can just feel the camaraderie and mm -hmm. the joy, like that they're having a great time making this film. And they seem like they have a budget too. So they're having a great time. They have a budget. All the stars are aligned for this one. Yeah, and it was really funny that this whole story was about basically a Hallmark movie, that they're making a Hallmark movie. Um, yeah, this movie was very meta. Uh, you know, I, I kind of liken it to the the scream of Hallmark movies. What, what do you think about that? Oh. Like that? Like what I did there? What Scream did to the horror genre, I feel like this one did to the Hallmark genre. <laughs> um, to the point where we, we even have maybe a sort of kind of Balsam Hill commercial, maybe? Maybe. I know, but I'm just like saying, did they, do it, out. did they do it on purpose? Was it like them making a commentary on it or was it an actual, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it kind of makes you think. It does. But before we get to the Balsam Hill commercial, let's <laughs> talk about our meet cute. Yes, let's. Um. So Brad is like, you know, he's just like this, he comes across as like this cringy jerk to her 
needing her phone. You know, she's just walking along on the street. And he's like, oh, can I use your phone? And he just assumes, like, someone will just give it to him. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of arrogance. She's not happy. But it's fun to watch because you know they're going to fall in love. <laughs> and so I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I mean, he walks away. With, yeah, it was, it was okay for me. I think he was just a little too jerky here. And I was a little worried when I saw this character. But later on, when, she, when he comes to the store. So this was just, uh, you know, it was all right for me. I mean, my favorite part about it was Kimberly's just reaction. She yep. just cut to her standing there like her. She's got her arms in the air like, are you kidding me? Like you're walking away with my phone. Um, so yeah, just her reaction to it was mm. just wonderful. But yeah, the store I would say is sort of like an extended version of the meet cute. That's, that's where I fell in love with them. Together. Yeah. That's where, that's where the magic for me was. And I mean, man, do I feel for her mom when she comes out from the back of the store after they leave <laughs> knowing that she's this huge fan of him like why would she not think like oh let me go get my mom you know because you're here yeah. uh and i just felt so like the minute she came comes from the back i'm just like oh no like i just felt so bad for her that oh, no, she no, no. missed him I, so i took it i didn't realize the mom i thought the mom was just coming back from an errand and so that's what i took it for do you think she was in the back oh i thought she was just in the back of the store no because that would have been mean that would have been mean if she just if she knew she would have been calling her mom. <laughs> so I took it that mom came back from an errand, and that's when she missed her. But yeah, that that scene got me, and I loved uh, his co-star Mariah, who was played by Veronica Long. I thought the relationship between him and her w was really cute, and then also the relationship that develops between her and Carrie was was wonderful as well. So um, I like to see her. You know, I like that that sort of budding friendship. I thought that was a neat little uh, little tip of the hat. I thought it was a neat thing yeah i really liked that they didn't try to do like some kind of love triangle yeah. or anything that it wasn't or she thought he was dating yeah I'm, yeah I'm so or there was any that, kind of like oh we're y'all together like it yep. just they were friends and like she was supporting him and you know and i liked it because it was like she it's like she knew the real him like i felt like carrie's like seeing this like exterior like oh god showbiz you know brad mm -hmm. Um, showbiz Brad, but but Mariah, like you know, really knows like who he is. So yeah, I really enjoyed their friendship as yeah. well. And I also love uh, the line where he's talking about how he used to like build things and uh, before, because you know now they call him the King of Christmas. He's like, but oh yeah, I used to be called the Prince of Pine. <laughs> I was like, I would have liked to meet the Prince the of Pine. Prince of Pine. It's a good title. Sequel. We can get a sequel. A, sequel the a prequel. I mean, heck, that would have been a good title for this movie, The Prince of Pines. Um, as far as technical goes, uh, the big thing, the big call that I had for this, I thought, you know, lighting was actually good in this film. Um, nothing, you know, crazy. And I love how they just go to town. When they when they show the, the camera of the fake movie when they're filming it, or, you know, the real movie, you know, guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and it's just like blown up, high key everywhere, bokeh everywhere. They just like take it to the nines. Th those scenes are hilarious to me. They know what they're doing there. And then we get to like the drab exterior, like really fun, fun scenes uh, as far as lighting goes. The, the music though, we have a lot of cheesy music in this one. And it breaks my heart because you, you don't want to notice that music, right? The music is supposed to be there as just a little bit of lifter to let you know that it's like a funny scene. I think for something like this, we can trust in the actors 
to land the lines, to get the funny across. We don't need that sort of um, safety net of music. Or if it's there, it needs to be a lot more subtle. This music just kind of punched, and it, it kind of ruined some of the scenes for me. What about you? You know, I usually I'm right there with you with the hokey music, but I didn't really notice it. And it, like it did, if or if I did, it didn't bother me. Um, Cause so I felt like I was into the scenes, and it didn't it didn't really bug me in this one. Okay, fair enough. It was just me. It was just me and probably <laughs> no, some I'm guy sure it was in a there. shack out there. And who, you know, as you're saying it, I mean, I can probably remember that it was there, but I didn't like bug me because the scenes were actually yeah. funny. No, they were. I think it bothers me more when I hear it a lot and the scenes aren't funny. Oh, and I, so I know yeah. the music's like telling me, you're supposed to be laughing this right now. This is a funny scene. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we, we got to give a shout out to the costuming of the film itself. I mean, this Santa suit that she comes up with, Oh my goodness. I mean, that suit, I would wear that right now. I, I should be wearing it right now. I, I want that suit in my life. I need it in my life. How do I get this Santa suit? It was absolutely glorious. It was a very snazzy suit, uh, and it fit him just right. I mean, that is a bespoke <laughs> suit, folks. That is, that is what I want. It has been my dream to get a bespoke suit, and I think I'm going to get a bespoke Santa suit because... I, I can't get over how, how wonderful and dashing that suit was. Yeah, I didn't know Carrie was, uh, you know, I didn't quite know if she was talented yet or capable of doing this job because we didn't get to really see the clothes in the store, nope. and, you know, until nope. he walks out in that suit. And I'm like, OK, she's got it. Carrie knows what she's doing. Yeah, exactly. And that's I mean, that's kind of kind of fun for me. I and mean, we've talked a lot about. You know, and that's what this movie is kind of all about. We've talked about following your dreams and, you know, we've kind of joked about me not liking people following their dreams and uh, succeeding in life. For me, this movie worked because her dream was to be, you know, a fashion designer. And instead she found another path, which wasn't fashion design, but was film costuming. And so I, I love that because it wasn't exactly what she wanted, but it was an offshoot where she became happier. And so... I, I just wanted to shout that out. I, I think that's the way to do it. That, to me, that worked. That felt realistic to me. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, she's still getting to use her talents. But exactly, it, you just know. in a, a different way, because apparently she wasn't a very good fashion designer, so I'm, I'm glad to see her find well, her She's find her still path. designing fashion, just but not just for, for movies. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say she was a bad fashion designer. She uh, just, she, she dropped out of school. But she, did, she just didn't have the confidence yet. She was young. She, I mean... I thought this was like very re a little too relatable. Um, oh. It hurt hurt a little bit that <laughs> she was so down on herself. Like she just you could see like she just didn't have that confidence. She was very self deprecating, and it was so yeah. sad to watch. But at the same time, beautiful to see her like come into her own and find that confidence. And well, she that found the confidence again. through him. Like he's the one that really pushed her. Um, so I wish I, I could have seen more of her pushing herself, but she she had that start from him. But, you know, in my defense, because I'm going to defend myself, uh, she didn't get into the freshman fashion show. And that, that says all you need to know right there. I mean, if she's not going to get into the freshman fashion show, I don't expect her to get into the senior and then she's <laughs> not going to have a career. So she made the right choice by dropping out. Oh, my gosh. People are turning off this podcast right now. <laughs> Let's get into... A little romance. I'm actually excited about this one because the romance here was fire. Um, is that the buzzword for this episode? Yeah, fire, fire straight fire. 
And we're not even talking about the kitten one with the actual fireman. <laughs> oh, that one hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as romance goes, well, how would look, you rate it? look no further <laughs> than how it should be done. Yeah. Then you just watch this movie. What kind of romance do I like? Just watch this movie. Mm. I mean, I like all types of romance, but I specifically like this kind where, you know, he sort of like wins her over. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from first, I love that her mother loves him like from the get go and yeah. she's not convinced yet. Um, and I love that he he like needs her to like him. That he, it's like, everyone else likes me. Like, I don't understand. Like, he's intrigued. She's a hard one to crack, and he's gonna crack her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, it just, it just worked so well. I love when he, he's just so, like, complimenting her, like, saying, like, I think you're cool and authentic, and, like, I want you to like me. Like, yeah. he's just saying it. I love it, that like, scene. Oh, I my love God. that scene. And so, I mean, I'm... I would fall in love with him. Like from the minute he's like reading that script and he's mm-hmm. like circling her yeah. and like talking in her ear, like all so slow and sexy. And I was just like, Oh my God, like he can just read Hallmark movie scenes to me <laughs> all day. But the scene that really reeled me in is when she goes, o- he goes over for dinner and he starts playing the piano mm. Just like her dad. I mean, come on. He does a Jimmy Stewart impersonation. And I have to say, not a very good one. Yeah. But yours, is, yours isn't the best. Mine but is the best. It's I probably agree. Yeah. better than his was. Um, do you want to give us a little? Oh, <laughs> I'm not for free. <laughs> I mean, people, people pay me money. Hold on, let me, me say. What does she want, Mary? You want the moon? I'll give you the moon. I'll throw a lasso around that moon and bring it down for you. Bravo. You You just just woke up our puppy. She was like, what is happening? That's not who you think it is. Um, No, that is one of my favorite movies. And I, anytime a movie can, you know, talk about it, drop it, do some Jimmy Stewart impersonations. I love it. Uh, But when he's playing that piano and she, and he's like helping her mom, you know, um, try to learn the notes. And she's just up there at the top staring at him just lovingly like she is falling in love with him right there yeah. and got a you, nice close-up on her as she's looking down beautifully shot there I oh my god scene. i just she's just like oh my gosh who is this person yeah. and how am i in love with him mm-hmm. already what do you think he was really playing it looked like he was really playing i couldn't tell john brotherton he i'm sure i'm sure he can do it all <laughs> i'm sure he can do it all i was convinced he was playing but also, and I'm going to get back to Carrie and Brad, but we also have this really sort of cute side story. I'm glad you brought that up because I was into it. Usually, usually I don't like these. I love this one. It was it was different. It was cute. I know a lot of times we're kind of like, ah, oh, we don't really care about this. Yeah, I was I was invested. I was invested. I in really enjoy them because they just it just seemed so like normal. Like mm-hmm. it was just like it felt real like you know oh these two producer and director and they writer they just you know fell out of love they got divorced and you know now they're finding their way back to each other Mm -hmm. and so i just i thought it was cute um the maybe like not talking to each other went on a little too long but 
I still thought it was it was cute, and I, I liked seeing that story. I uh, did, too. It was a really nice uh, accoutrement to the main course. But really, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't talked about the greatest scene in Hallmark history, um, which is the the date scene. Well, I'm getting there. I had to get the side romance, get the <laughs> talk about that because we're gonna get we're gonna talk about this scene for a for while. the next hour for and the a half. <laughs> Strap in, folks. Um, I was gonna gloss right over it. No, so he asks her to dinner in like the most adorable way. Super adorbs. Uh, and I mean, this date had a well, first it had a Balsam Hill commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which might have been meta. I, I don't I know. honestly thought it was part of the movie within the movie. And I was like, oh, this is so funny. They're making fun. And then I was like, oh, no. Like, this, they're really doing this. Or maybe they're not. We're not sure. We don't know. It was great. It, it was it was excellent. Um, also, shout out Bossom Hill. Shout out Bossom Hill. <laughs> we love our tree. So, we had a Bossom Hill commercial. We get, uh, there's dancing. Well, we have great conversation first, but you know we'll we'll get over that part. Oh, we, hold on, hold on, time out. I gotta quote some stuff. If you're gonna gloss over, give me a little technical okay. writing here. Okay. We have some great lines. Um, when she says, "Must be good to be Brad Baxter," and he says, "It is right now." That was great. <laughs> and then another one was, uh, when he's when he's talking to her and he's like, "You're right. I should do what makes me happy." And then he says, "Dance with me." Like, oh, mm. goodness, that was great. And now you can talk about your dancing. No, thank you for adding that because You're I'm, welcome. I just was like, I don't, I'm just glossing over it. all this. Because all it. I can think about. We got to shout out the writing. Writing is, was great. Is what's to come. So they dance and they are dancing on a movie set, mm-hmm. but it's like set. It's a date also. Yeah. Um, You've seen the movie. You know what I'm talking about. The di- Oh my god! I can't even. You can't even talk about it. Listen to you. I've never seen you like this. This is crazy. This scene. <laughs> you can't even get through it. <laughs> so they're dancing, mm-hmm. and then we have this like we get a kiss, but it's like before the kiss. There, it's like they go in for it. Their mouths are like <laughs> it's like two magnets that can't quite like they're wanting it but it's like not and then it happens but it's like that before you know what i'm talking about i i yeah i know i know what you're talking about i i mean you're not well maybe you will believe this but this kiss we're like midway through the movie blazing inferno I didn't know if it would happen. I didn't know if it would happen this year, but we got it pretty early in the season. Blazing Inferno. It's crazy. If you want to know what a Blazing Inferno is, folks, you need to look at this kiss. This is, even for me, you know, I really couldn't care less about the, the love. I'm here for the technical. I was I was thrown back by this. Like, I was knocked back against the wall. This it kiss. It was the fire. It was the, <laughs> the heat. I had to back away from the heat coming off of the screen. You uh, did have to stand back. It was. It was crazy. Yeah. And, and it was lit beautifully. They had this overhead lighting from the, the film set just above them, this purple light above them. So you just see this peak of light at the top. Uh, just gorgeous. It really was just beautifully shot, beautifully kissed. Uh, I mean, I had literal butterflies in my stomach. And this like one, one of them the, the flew, one of them flew out of my mouth. Like it just went fluttering off. Like I, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't like catch my breath. Like it was, it was like probably the shortest blazing inferno kiss we've seen. Mm-hmm. And that's how amazing it was yeah. because it didn't even last very long. But I think it's in my top kisses. Oh, if I had top kisses, it would be up there. It, 
it was she's she's done folks she's she's she can't get over it she's i just, died dead i am done no it was it was amazing and then you know so many cute things they fall on the snow together like they just ugh, so many wonderful things we get like, another spotless mind you know throw back to the, the snow falling down um overhead shot it was it wasn't as long as some of the ones we've seen but they love doing that overhead shot uh you know, kind of throwing back to that. But yeah, that was a cute scene too. I love her laugh too. She has this very infectious laugh when she's out with him and oh, great, great stuff. Like God, the day just kept going on. And then it just, and then after it's like, it was so like, he was so supportive after, like, I'm just like, we love a supportive man like yep. this when she's like, oh, but there's this job. And he's like, you go. Yeah. You do, celebrate. Do you yeah. go do your job. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. I'm going to be over here doing my thing and I'll be here. If you want me. It was great. And to me, and, and for me, I, I got excited because I even wrote down in my notes, no stupid conflict. Talking about London job in an interview. I'm like, okay, we're going to have a great ending. They're going to lane this plan. Everything's going to be fine. Little did I know, we were about to hit some, some turbulence and that plane was about to dip. This is a conflict I didn't see coming. It was, it was like, and it's weird for me because it, I didn't see it coming either. I was, I was floored by it. And it, so it was weird to me because... It wasn't stupid in the sense that, you know, she saw him talking to the co-star or anything. It, it felt unrealistic at the back half of the conflict. So what happens, as, as you know, if you've seen this, um, she decides not to take her, her job as a fashion designer and to go to London with him. But he turns down the London job without telling her. And so she's kind of left without a career. And yes, I would be upset. I would be hurt. And they don't talk about it. They, they talk to each other without talking about that and they just kind of leave it at that and I thought that kind of was realistic like it broke my heart to see them kind of fall away but I was like okay they'll get back together but I liked that part what did you think about that part no I liked the conflict itself that she doesn't take it because yeah. it surprised me right I I was very confused why he wouldn't have told her since he said I want you to come with me because he, like, he thought he he thought she was going to take the, the designer job and so he was just worried about his career so that that's fine that for me that conflict was fine right but yes the fact that he just leaves and like you said there's no conversation it made me as please after that you know dinner <sighs> date i am all in for brad baxter but i don't know if i could have forgiven him for doing that like it's for, tough for just not even like not even really apologizing i feel like he, he didn't no he just he just dips as you yeah, say and she's just left feeling like a fool and it, i felt yeah. so bad for her and he put up walls so quick at the bar that bar scene was beautiful oh, it was because he put up he put up walls so quick and and so we have like an adult conversation in the sense that they're not talking about it at all but that it's very realistic the fact that he's not owning up to it um but they're not ignoring each other. It was it was a different way to do conflict, and I, I really appreciated that. Well, yes, but it also lends itself to create this amazing scene where, because Kimberly Sestad, I feel like, cries in every movie. She even has though to. it's She's a funny. Because they know this is the best crier in the world, and I've said it before. You like, have, yeah. She is the best crier. Yeah. She can cry like on the dime and I am sobbing just watching her. <laughs> she does this thing where her voice cracks 
And uh, she can, she does it every time. Like when he said that, like I felt like the pain and in my heart. <laughs> my heart is just broken in half every time. Um, she, I mean, I'm just like, ma'am, you, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that scene was excellent just because I love getting to see Kimberly just slay in, in her acting. Yes. No, for real though. Yeah. And I don't ever say slay, but she made me, she made me. <laughs> Um, so we go back to present day and it's weird too, because they're on stage together and you think that, oh, maybe they're just like hiding their relationship. Uh, but no, they're, they're not together still. It, it's so weird. And she even looked shocked on stage when he said he was filming Ryan's game. And by the way, talk about awful titles. Uh, Ryan, that I, I can't even, don't even get me started. Um, and so that, that threw me because I, I thought they would have reconnected by now. I thought she would have gone to London. I we don't get that. And so I'm feeling as a viewer upset that she wasn't there for that experience with him. She's the one that pushed him to that. Why didn't he call her and apologize and be like, look, I want you. I'm sorry. I messed up, but I want you here. Yeah. That, that hurt me. Yeah. When she, I'm like, he wouldn't have called to say, Oh, Hey, I, I am going to London now. I'm so sorry. All this happened. I still want you. I want you to come with me. If you'll have me, let her like, know, at least let he her needed know to do at least yeah. even just be like, look, I'm doing this because of you. This is what I'm give me that scene where he calls her up and says, look, I'm doing this because of you. I'm sorry for what I did because after that, I, I just feel gross. Uh, there's no other way to put it. I don't feel good about this couple anymore. Um, and so Oof. what happens at the end is, you know, when they, they get together and there's like a walk off and then a walk back and um, it, it just feels fake and forced and, and awkward. It doesn't feel authentic like the rest of the film did. Well, I got a lot of thoughts Go go about this ending. The ending is if messy. only we had a podcast to, to give our <laughs> thoughts out. The ending is messy. I will say that. If the one flaw this movie has is I don't know what happened here. I don't know if they ran out of time. They something. I'm not sure. Someone tell me because we could have had a, like a perfect movie here. Yeah. Um, yes. I agree that when I found out he went to London anyway, never called her nothing. Nothing. I did feel icky about it also. And was like, yeah, I don't, I would not forgive this guy. No, thank you. But. There's no but. What, what is your but? John Brotherson is just got some magic voodoo. I don't know. Regardless of how it was cut and edited at the end, we get an amazing scene somehow. Oh, the very end? The kiss. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that 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 was weird. That was weirdly good. The, the end weird well look the backdrop the the blue screen like oh goodness well that was after so she, so <laughs> he's walking away again and i'm like are you kidding me yeah. like he's literally gonna just walk away again but then he comes back but it, again it made no sense i don't know if it was like the music that like kicked in at this something part was too. weird something was weird it just felt very off and also there was dubbing so this is like the end scene, this pivotal, like crucial, you know, I want you back scene and they dubbed it over. So they had to, you know, that kind of took me out of it also. Mm -hmm. yep. You know how I feel about that. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry for running away because I'm like, but you were just going to do that. So I'm glad he does go back <laughs> again. 
But this man. it did feel abrupt, like when it happened. And then she's like, he's like, let me like prove to you. Oh, you just did. And then but you he didn't. grabs her for the kiss. So yeah, it was very rushed, very abrupt. It felt weird. Yep. But holy moly. I didn't even care. After after they start kissing, I did not care what came before because what came after. <laughs> I thought that the first kiss yeah. was Blazing Inferno. I don't know if I need to like come up with a, like another tier that's like beyond Blazing Inferno. This was this was beyond Blazing because Inferno. Because whatever that is would be this. Um Really? Oh my god! See, I I wasn't into this one as much because I was so confused by the editing, because the editing was was weird. I just I couldn't get into it. I was like, "What is happening here?" Well, that's why I'm the romance expert. Because so, you you blocked all that out and just focused on that kiss. Um, dear friend and listener of the podcast, she she used a word that I because I couldn't know I didn't know how to describe what was happening. He the hands on the face. He <laughs> has his hands on her face, and she says she she called it like cupping. She's, I mean, I know you're listening, so she's going to know <laughs> what I'm talking about. She's like, he cupped her face and he did like the way his hands were on her face. We don't get to see this often in Hallmark, Cupping. but I'm a, I'm a fan of the hands on the face mm-hmm. with the kissing. Yep. And this was like a special form of that. It, it just felt like extra intimate and passionate like it was like he didn't even know what to do. Like he just had to like grab her face and again, I'm like, I'm speechless. Magic. It was, I mean. That's, that's so funny to me because to me, like I said, I was just so floored by like the poor editing um, and what happened at the end. I just, I couldn't get into it. And so then after that amazing kiss that just happened, according to you, which <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. We go outside to like a green screen, which is super weird. And he looks at her and says, who is your Santa now? <laughs> Which, uh, uh, very weird. Um, I, I think I, it's I don't a know. line from the movie that he was making. Like, I guess. It was funny. It was just, very cheesy. But, but I didn't little, hate it. Almost a little inappropriate, too. It, it's a, it's a l- very strange. I didn't hate it. And then. The and green then, screen, it, to me, it was all within the meta. It was like Hallmark, you know used to be really known for lots of green screen, which yeah. they don't do it as much now. Cause we kept um, calling them out. On. <laughs> but for me, that's how I took it. Like they were, so you thought you're going to give them a pass and say, this was them being meta. I gave him a pass. She does the wink. I know the wink is brilliant. It really just like tied it no, all in. The wink me. was brilliant, but I'm surprised you're giving them a pass on the green screen and not on the ball. I felt like it was a nod to okay. like to his movies, like, you know, with the wink, but yeah. also just to like, the whole meta of it, okay. meta ness of it. All right, I I I could see that. I could see that. So yeah, maybe they, maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, so it was just a weird weird ending. And it was like I maybe they didn't have enough time. Maybe that's what it was because it just felt rushed. Like you said, it did. So. It just it, and I hated it because everything else was just so good. Um, but they saved it with that kiss. John Brotherton saved the day. Uh, <laughs> Cupping. Cu- <laughs> Cupping, cupping her face and um yeah this movie was just it was incredible and yeah. i i want to see more from these two together let's just get them together yeah let's just get them together constantly but no it was it was a wild ride laughter little tears um 
and a lot of realistic and a lot of tropes that they kind of, you know, spun for their own. And I, I appreciate when, when movies do that. So, um, it, it was just a lot of fun and it's definitely, it's, it's, it's up there on, on my list now. Yeah, for sure. So thank you guys for, for tuning in and, and listening to us. Um, we hope you enjoyed this movie as much as we did. Uh, it was fire. It was hot fire, hot fire, uh, hot, hot, hot fire. fire. Uh, please make sure to to like and subscribe and rate us as well on all the, on all the social medias because it really does help us out. It gets our our name out there. We're a grassroots. I like to say that. I'm gonna start saying that. <laughs> We're a grassroots or a pine leaf. We're a pine leaf uh, podcast, and uh, so really, it's like a word of mouth thing. So we really appreciate y'all for doing that. Um, yes, and I really appreciate all of the support of our, our new little mini reviews we've mm-hmm. been putting out. Um, we've been getting a lot of engagement with that, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, he doesn't get to watch all the movies because uh, he's just a very busy guy. So sometimes I'm like, oh, well, if it's a one he doesn't want to watch, I'll pop it on. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I've got thoughts. So I'm <laughs> happy got, to put I've, those out. I've for... got romantic thoughts about these romantic movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been having fun with that. So thanks uh, for uh, enjoying these extra little reviews that we can do for you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yep. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks. <laughs>